Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on the 75th episode of The Pinball Show, Pinball's best friend Greg Bone joins the show. We talk Godzilla, Godzilla reveal reactions, Elwin's pedigree thus far, and Keith offering more on this title. Developing an equation for eliciting pinball emotion, initial sales of Godzilla, insider-connected subscription inquiries. It won't be long, yeah, 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 yeah. Questionable reporting, you heard it here first. Sonic Spinball Spinner Genius, Quick Shots with the Bone, Pinball Market Trends, and more. I mean, come on, Greg's here. Let's have some fun. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. I love it. I love it because Canada's Pinball Podcast is the best it's ever been. We have the best people hanging out, and the people who are cranky and whining, think about it. Who's, who's personally attacking who these days? Who's cranky and whiny all the time? It's the little babies in the corner who, who, um, who aren't being paid attention. Who's personally attacking who these days? And I love it, I love it. I don't even listen, I don't even care. I'm having the best time doing my show, and I think you guys are having the best time as well. And it's why the babies aren't allowed. They're not allowed on, on the Canada Facebook page and nobody cares. Who's personally attacking who these days? Canada has the most listeners. That is categorically false. Canada has the most contributors, has the most Patreon supporters, has the most, has sold the most merchandise, okay? Categorically false. I, I've sold more merchandise than they've sold. So it's just funny to me. None of that is true. Not one word. It's like, Okay, so who's winning? I've won the most Twippies? Like, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't even listen, I don't even care. And I'm not saying negative things about people. I, I get that they're saying negative stuff about me. I get that they're putting stuff about me and, and people come to me like, oh, you're getting slammed. You know, normally when people are complaining in life, it's, it's because they're unhappy with what they did with their life and the decisions they made. And winners find solutions and losers find things to complain about. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Pinball Show. It's episode 75. It's a golden one, episode 75 here. So I thought, who better than to bring in somebody that's near and dear to me, somebody very important in my life. Not only my pinball best friend, but my best friend in general. We go back a long ways. You guys love him more than me. As you guys love him more than you love me. Not not more than you get what I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Greg. Let's kick this shit, Bone. What's going on, Boney? I must not be uh, too good of a friend because you haven't had me on in a long time. <laughs> Pretty disappointed. <laughs> Do you really want to be on that much? You're the main driving force that we don't film SDTM, and then you don't have me on the show. Oh. I feel like you're just trying to kick me to the curb. Wow. <laughs> that's all I got to deal with now. I like blaming uh, you for that. Uh, that's a complete lie, everybody, so don't fucking write Zach hate mail. It's not a complete. We're, 
we're both no. like that. It's hard to get our schedules lined up. I always have to explain that to people when people are just like, why are you guys not filming shows? What's going on? We'll film shows. We want shows. And it's like, <laughs> hey, guys, listen, we live two hours away. We're both professional individuals. We both have we? families. It's so hard to we're dedicate. At kids. Yes. It's like it's hard to get together to film anything at all these days uh but we are going to make that happen in the month of october absolutely i think the last time that we hung out it was just by convenience because i was over at uh, your mom's house and she lives oh! down the road so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just swung by well, to say hi to me i know it's early but i gotta throw one in what's she been uh, up to she's not returning calls yeah she don't return mine either <laughs> <laughs> Greg, we're going to make this a light, fun, airy episode. We've got big news from Stern Pinball. Other than that, I say we just uh, we just kick the shit and let it go wherever it goes. How about that? Hey, you know how I roll. I don't take show notes. I, I don't take anything. I'm just off the cuff. <laughs> For better or worse, people are going to love it. Let's jump <laughs> over to our correspondent single there. Uh, I think it was Craig Bobby who submitted for Stern Pinball. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, the pinball world prayed and the pinball gods delivered. Yes, in case you missed it, the official Stern reveal stream of their latest game, Godzilla, was shown this past Friday on Jack Danger's Deadflip Twitch stream, and wow, was it something. And a quick shout out to Jack Danger for his technical efforts on this game, which were damn near flawless. Finally, after many Stern releases of bad audio, horrible rule set discussions with designer and coder speak, we're given a real world test drive of a new pinball machine in HD and direct audio where the viewer is given a chance to just watch them play this new game and come to our own conclusions. So bravo to Deadflip on this one. And oh did they play! Godzilla had spectacular playfield art, it had beautiful RGBs, tons of mechs, incredible shots, stunning video integrations, great callouts, rock music, internet connectivity, and yes, a Godzilla-like price tag to boot. Oh baby! But seriously, was there anything this game didn't have? Now I've played a lot of Avengers in the last year, over 2100 games, which was Keith Elwin's last game and what I think is one of the best shooters of the modern era. Now I'm telling you, as I watched this stream, Keith Elwin and his team have taken this Godzilla pin to 11 and then some. I'm calling this the top 5 game of all time and possibly even the best stern pin of the modern era based on everything I saw and mentioned so far. You will not find a more complete and insane game anywhere, trust me. Okay, the stationary Godzilla sculpt in the top left corner of the playfield is absolutely horrendous and completely the wrong scale, but beyond all that, based on what I've seen over in Mandalorian country, that will get solved in about 2 seconds in the mods community. Yes, this new offering by Stern is shockingly expensive, but yes, I do believe Stern has also given the player just about everything you could want in a modern pinball, including a massive credit card bill you will need to hide from your significant other. Say what? 
And while I've been a little lukewarm on the Zombie Yeti art package for Godzilla as a whole, when that playfield is lit and those RGBs are rolling, it's one of the most beautiful I've seen. A real stunner, ladies and gentlemen. A real Zombie Yeti stunner. But beyond all that material stuff that Godzilla brings to the table, here's what I believe has been lacking since the Elvira's House of Horror release for Stern back in 2019. One word, fun. The campy callouts, which you can change from English to Japanese, to the heavy dose of rock music, to the fantastic lights and Toho era video assets and mechs they've put into this game are by far the best I've seen since covering this hobby, and they all combine to have you laughing and in awe over and over again as you play this game. Even if you're lukewarm on the theme, I think you'll agree when you see it, there's something very special about this title and what Stern has done with it. Move over, Guns N' Roses, Mandalorian, and Avengers Infinity Quest. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Godzilla. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Greg Bone, you mentioned off-air that uh, you drank a little bit last night, huh? Oh, yeah. Your voice, is, your voice sounds good. good, though. Oh, good, because I felt that it was a little rough. The low. Yeah. I drank last night, too. Can you believe that? No. I know, right? (laughs) I was invited over to a neighborhood uh, bonfire. Oh, see, that's why I drank. It was uh, an invitation. Because of your neighbors? Uh, No, it wasn't neighbors. No, it was uh, co-workers. Great co-workers. I saw the the picture. Yeah, love those girls. Well, (laughs) is it all just girls? What is that? No, my, my two main friends, it was them and their husbands and I my wife. You. So, I but you, you know, they're, they're my initial friends. Their spouses are my friends too, but where'd y'all hang out at? Uh, at my girl Lisa's house. Oh, she got okay. a new house not too long ago. So Chelsea hadn't seen it yet. So we rolled over there and hung out. She's finishing out her basement. Uh, big disclaimer. Uh, she's a Packers fan. So Ooh. probably won't frequent that basement once she gets it done. Especially but. on Sundays. Oh yeah, I know. And she invites me over. Like she's like she taunts. She taunts. She's like, You won't come over and watch the Bears Packers game? You can come over anytime. Hell no. Exactly. I'm like, I can't be in that atmosphere. Not until we're a good team. Then I'll come over. Unless the Packers continue to play like they have been. Yes. Yes. Mm. Does she have room for a pinball machine, maybe? Or five? They're not pinball. They have shuffleboard. Uh with shuffleboard. Yes, they have shuffleboard and they're getting a pool table. Oh, um, they're alcoholics. Okay. Yeah, but so yeah, no, no pinball. I try to talk everybody into pinball. I'm like, you know, that corner over there looked good with a pinball machine. The Houdini over there. Yeah. Well, my my boss is a uh, a freaking giant Led Zeppelin fan. So like, oh. I have done nothing but try. I mean, huge Led Zeppelin. And he's a phenomenal singer too. Like like he sounds just like Led Zeppelin. Like, are you just amazing. saying that because he's your boss? No, no, like I, I give credit where credit's due. I'm a pretty honest person. Yeah, I, mean, I just wouldn't bring him up if I thought he sucked. <laughs> and I, I've done nothing but try to talk him into getting Led Zeppelin. And like when he gets to drinking a little bit, like I, I feel like that I'm getting in there. <laughs> but then it ultimately comes down to I think his wife shutting him down. Maybe we'll uh, pin block him. That's what we call that. <laughs> Don't be a pin blocker. 
Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll let you borrow Led Zeppelin. You can have him over. Uh, that's all it's going to take is for him to see one in person and play it. And then it'll go into his house. So I'll have a new pinball machine here very soon because Stern Pinball has on the line and shipping out already Godzilla by Keith Elwin and mm. uh, Zombie Yeti and Rick Nagel and the whole Stern team over there. We recently saw a stream this last Friday. Were you able to watch any of that? Yes, I was. I watched it Saturday morning. I didn't get to watch it the night of. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So let's let's go back a little bit here. You see the you see the pictures. You see this first video. What'd you first think? Really? You like Godzilla, huh? I'm I'm going because I'm getting trouble. Oh, that kind of. Yeah. I've been here before. (laughs) (laughs) It's not too red. Oh, uh, it's not too red, but I don't know. What was the first thing you you said though to yourself? Like when you've seen the video, did you think this is going to be great? This is going to suck. This is well, what did you think? No, I, I thought the video looked good. Like I, I was, I was uh, semi impressed. You know, like I, I think Godzilla is going to be like a uh, Iron Maiden for most people. I think most people really don't give two shits about it. But if it's a great game, um, then it's or it looks good. It's going to be high on everyone's radar, and everybody's going to play it, and it's going to sell well regardless. Um, which it, 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 Elwin, that it's amazing that Elwin has that power because if he does yeah. that, and he is going to do that with Godzilla, to be able to pull Iron Maiden, which is uh, I won't say a small fan base, but it's it's not huge, and a lot of people. Uh, still bought that game. A ton of people still bought that game that were not Iron Maiden fans. And actually probably made them Iron Maiden fans. And That's and for him cool. to be able to do that with a second theme is going to be huge. So Godzilla really wasn't a theme to me that I f- really gave two shits about mm-hmm. per se. But watching that video, I was like, okay, th- this looks pretty good. Like, And you the like the monster start. stuff in general. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a big Kaiju fan or whatever, um, you know, but I, I like Pacific Rim and everything. Oh, uh, okay. th- those were great. Didn't you? Didn't you like that movie? I liked it. Yeah. I think it was a good yeah. one. Yeah. But I mean, and I actually loved Godzilla. So Godzilla was the, and I took a picture of it one time. I, th- I thought we discussed this, but my very first VHS tape was Godzilla. Like it was bought, like it was when VCRs not first came out, but they were still super expensive in the, mm-hmm. in the eighties. And like Godzilla was my first that m- my grandma had bought me. And she like lured me out from my, my mom's to go stay with her because she had bought this VCR and bought VHS and it, man, I'd have, I'll have to find the thing It's Gorju or so, I can't remember who he fought in it. Hmm. Um, but that was one of my first. So I actually watched quite a bit of Godzilla as a kid, but it never stuck with me like Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I never grew into a fan. I just liked it as a kid. And then Power Rangers came out and, you know, liked Power I think Rangers. I do remember you saying that. It's weird. So your grandma lured you out of out of your home with a new yes. VCR and a VCR With tape. a Godzilla. Yeah. She, your mom must get it honest because your mom lures me out by roofing me. Oh! So that generally works. Or do you lure her out with a lizard? Oh, hey. Oh! There's the better joke. I was reaching a little bit. So, but, you, so back, let's get back on fucking track. God, man, you always get me off on these things. Your mom um, always gets me off. <laughs> ah, I knew this. Right, this is what I miss. This Sorry. is what people hate. I too. know. People, people have grown to hate this from us. I, I saw you get some kickback on some. We're four or five years in. Do we really give a shit? 
I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> it's, it's still funny. It might just, be immature humor, just, but it's funny. Yeah, all the pinball haters. That's who we are. Yeah. <laughs> that's the lightheartedness. Yeah. Like everyone talks about taking shit too serious. This is the lighthearted stuff. We know they're stupid jokes, but they're fun. Two pinball haters in the corner. Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, we're freaking babies in the corner. We'll get back on. <laughs> we'll get back on track here. Yes. God's- so okay. So yes. Yeah, so the theme is okay to me. Initial impressions and. Jeremy has despised me before and hated me over Deadpool um, and uh, over my comments of it being too red, which I completely backtracked on. Everyone knows, like I, I think it's actually one of his most beautiful pins um, and it's never leaving. And a lot of that's artwork too. Wow. But this, I I just did not, um, it was very reminiscent of Avengers. I can't say I per se cared too much for Avengers art. You're about Um, to shit on this art too, aren't you? Yeah, I, I just really didn't like this. Um, it was just too vibrant, I guess. The, it, it, and again, it, it's not necessarily bad work. It's not necessarily that the guy did a bad job or did anything. It was his artistic interpretation of what he wanted to see and what he wanted to do with it. And it did not fit my expectations. Well, you've said so it before I, on Straight Down the Middle video series on YouTube. You've said that it's, it's tough with Jeremy Packer because he is so good and he is the best that you almost end up kind of comparing his own work within himself because yeah, even his worst is better than the rest. It is. It is. And, and, and like I said, it's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my, what my expectations were coming into it because I just thought of more, um, I won't say muted colors, but maybe more, uh, neutral colors and stuff in there instead well, like of Jurassic so much vibe. Park? Um, yeah, even Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe a little more like Jurassic Park, I guess. A Dude, little that was more. a bunch of Johnny crap, though. No, no, I'm talking coloring, okay. coloring, not, you know what I'm saying? Not such bright yellows, not such, you know, the bright, vibrant greens. Um, and, and I'm not real, I, I don't know a lot about Godzilla, obviously. Um, but I saw people defending where the green came from, but then some people were like, well, that was just a very small fraction of. I guess the franchise that he was that bright of a green and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So, and, and I don't know, I really can't talk. There's on been a lot of comparisons to Godzilla with the produce this last week, whether it's fruits or vegetables, <laughs> cucumbers or watermelons. I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. I I'm just, it's just, it's, it's not really for me. Um, I, I guess. So the art, the art kind of uh, pulled me back from it for a minute and stuff. And again, an initial shock, I guess of it just not being what I wanted. Then, you know, I, I look at that video a little more and everything, and I'm looking at the toys and mechs, and I'm like, okay, this this has something a little different. This is another one of those Elwin uh, uh, things where that he he's doing something different. He's got a lot in it, just like the, the moving T-Rex and stuff. You know, you have the building uh, that, that raises and lowers, but you still couldn't see a whole lot. Like, those Stern videos don't show, to me, a whole hell of a lot of the game. Yeah, like, that, one good got, and you, that video you get got a good beat first, up a little bit. I, I'm, I didn't see there being a huge issue at all, but yeah, people it's, it's almost, it, it's, it's a mix between a, a good video showcasing the pin and a teaser. It, it sets somewhere sure. in between because it still leaves a lot to be desired. And I, w- I want to see those shots. I want to see something that, that really, really gets me, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's nice. I guess you want to do a short thing to show off, you know, your major mechs and different things like the magnet and different stuff like that's cool. So but, you know, I still needed more. Maybe we'll show the world what you're referring to on our next sizzle that we do. 
Ooh, we will. So you fell in love with the with the layout and stuff, the toys? The I didn't all fall in out. love yet. Didn't it it took a minute to fall. Yeah, I didn't fall in love. I was just like, okay, it's okay. It's You're good. hard to please. It's good. I just thought it was okay. Okay. What did, what did it take for you? Are you still that way? No. So you had wrote me because you, you got to watch the stream and you were like, dude, I feel freaking uh, ecstatic after watching that stream mm -hmm. of Godzilla. Like I, I dude, I, I don't think I have been more excited about a game and I'm like, really? I know. So I know. I know. So I get up Saturday morning and I have a cup of coffee and, um, me and my youngest daughter sat down and I turned it on. And literally from like the first plunge and a couple flips, I was like, okay, this is freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like this is unique. Had moments. Oh, it's got the moments. Oh my God. Yes. the mo And that's what we talked about was we've always complained about, and we discussed this on the phone, like we we've always complained and bitched. Like when is Elwin going to have like this complete package? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where that sounds not messed up call outs are not junk you know um there's just always yeah, some there's always piece. a short end of a stick even yes. you know, some people even complain with elwin games that they lack soul they lack that character those moments that yes uh, that we've all become accustomed to with uh, you know dwight games and different games like that and this listening to the call it's like you said the moments the building the music the multi Oh my God, Jerry! Again, Jerry. I always tell Jerry, Jerry's music, <laughs> oh, what here, he did with it, goes is so a uh, freaking. But that's that's what draws you in, man. That's what draws you into a film. Jerry when you're can watching do no a movie. wrong for you. No, he, he do doesn't. No wrong. But if you're watching a movie, the, that's what creates that ambiance. That's what helps create that that fear, that adrenaline, mm -hmm. or create you know triggers you to cry. Is the music and the sounds, and, and that's what when people say that it doesn't matter in pinball, it does, and this does it, dude. Like I was telling you, like like you, we talked about that multi ball, but I love the the magnet when it grabs the ball and you've got to hit that orbit for oh, the like yes. the super jackpot yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It it gives like. It stops it, and you have a little you. brief moment with the music and everything right there before you have to hit that. That gets you pumped up and ready to hit it. it and that's what that's what pinball has needed. That's what Stern has been missing with Elwin, and they all did it. It's it's there. Yeah, I think. Uh, do, would you agree or disagree here, Greg? That I think the details and code are what really can create emotion in a pinball machine. Yeah, and that's it. That's that's more so than a lay a layout's not really going to create. Layout's going to create emotion uh, with reference to did that shot feel good, so you'll get that emotion, or yes. that was clunky, or that's frustrating, uh, jumping over the in lanes of Ghostbusters. Like you can create emotion with geometry, but the 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 emotions that stick, that nightmare, that great wet dream that you've had in the past, that is done by pure emotion with uh with sight with the senses with yes. the senses. Yeah. And, and, and I, I guess that that's what we've always been getting at is, is you, you just can't have a fun game that flips. Like you need to invite all of your senses into it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You, you need your ears, you need your eyes and, and you need the feel through your hands on those flipper buttons like that. You, you need to encompass that's everything true. and, and heart. Like that's where the theme mm -hmm. comes in, dude, is yeah. a nostalgic feeling that warms you that, that that's like a, a sixth sense. It's, it's, it's innate inside of you. You it's, know, it's not smell. It's the poor kid on uh captain planet. Hi. He's got the <laughs> ring. Hi. Yeah. Everybody. Hey, he's like, he can talk to animals, but that's about <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm with you. Cause uh, as we're just discussing this on the fly here, 
I'm thinking to myself, art itself can create an emotion. You walk up to a pinball mm-hmm. machine. It's like either a good or bad feeling, very kind of dichotomy there. And then you've got geometry that can do that. But the thing that really pulls it all together, whether or not it sinks its teeth into you, is probably the code in, in reference to video assets, audio assets, rules, mm-hmm. um, moments that are coded in there. So like you're yes. saying, um, you've got the art that checks out. You've got the geometry that checks out. Uh, but what comes with it is that code that really brings it all together. And you're seeing this more kind of cohesive as a whole package than maybe any other Elwin game. Oh, a hundred percent. And and again, you, you know, maybe you could have went a better theme, but he, the entire team did so good on this theme that I think that it semi makes this theme irrelevant. That's why I own iron maiden. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I liked Iron Maiden before, but I wasn't a huge fan. But now I'm kind of an Iron Maiden fan. Mm-hmm. I will turn it on because of that pin. Me too. Me too. For you and I, theme has always been a big thing. And theme is like a a shortcut to desirability for us. If you yes. don't have that theme, then you you better nail everything else. And if you do, it'll stick just as much as a dream theme pin. Uh, but, it, but if you don't, it can fall apart quick. So... That's why I was really excited because I knew Zombie Yeti was on this artwork. I, in particular, think you and Dennis Creasel are crazy. This art package to me is phenomenal. Again, every time Jeremy Packer comes out with a new art package, there's something, whether it's the play field, the bank glass, or the cabinet art, that I find being his best to date. I, I kind of feel that way when it comes to the play field on Godzilla. I, mm. I, I, I'm sorry. I think it is phenomenal. Take or leave the the choices of composition with the cabinet art or with the back glass, particularly the LE. I prefer the the premium pro art package on those. But when it comes to that play field, I, I, I'm missing what you guys are seeing because I think it is so well done. The color choices are perfect. Uh, the composition and where he's putting all of his line work is perfect. I, I don't get it at all. It's like a foreign language to me. But respectfully, it's art, so some people like it, some people don't. But what we can agree on, Greg? Mm-hmm is the game looks like it shoots phenomenally. We've got some of the toys that we've seen that I thought were cool in the pictures and in the little video, but it wasn't until the stream that we saw they're even better. You you said it yourself, that magna grab. Did you see the oh. shot, Greg, that it's like uh, the, upper, the upper flipper. There's a path behind it, like a little, uh, almost like a Deadpool sweeping angle. Yes. It goes under and around that upper flipper and then hits that magnet grab and grabs it. Oh, man. And yep. there's a spinner on that shot. Forget about it. Three yep. spinners in this game. And then the start of that multi-ball with that with that skyscraper shaking and coming down and then the balls coming out. It's curtains like, for me. Elwin has, has a knack of finding like places on the play field that you normally wouldn't have a shot and making it work and and jam packing a lot of shots into a game. And you you saw that with Jurassic park. I feel like dress. I just feel like Jurassic park has so many shots. Yeah. It's the tip of the flipper shots. He's not afraid to put a ramp on the tip of the flipper or an important shot. Exactly. And and they're sort of unique shots. And this game, because Jurassic Park can be flowy, but it's still bricky. It, it feels it's kind of tight in a sense, I guess, in a, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But this looked like it had so much better flow and smoothness to it. And I feel like that a lot of times his his third flipper shots have been clunky. This is this looks, looks like butter. That. I could see that. Um, it does look like butter. He gives us another repeatable loop. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we kind of talked about that with Avengers, I think, too, that he was honing that in. But but this guy is definitely honing his craft. And, and there's like a weird little loop down there around that. Is, is that a pop bumper down there in the bottom? Is that? Yeah, well, it's not a yeah. pop. What? That's a pop like, bumper. It, there's like a loop around that or something, too. There's a that loop you, around that as well. Yes, and it's just like that thing looks so smooth and so much fun. This one of those weird little wow moments in that game that I think that most people would take for granted. But mm-hmm. every time I see that shot hit, I'm just like, oh, oh. I was initially worried, listener, about the plunge shot. I have this working theory that if a new game comes out and the plunge is not satisfying, then you're going to see like a direct correlation with quick first impression. Do you think of star Wars mm-hmm. with it hitting that bank, um, a clean orbit and you don't have to worry uh, about your, about your game initially doing crappy just for that. But I'm telling you a, a plunge shot that is death or a plunge shot that just boom, boom, stranger things, right? Got shit mm-hmm. on because of that plunge shot. I was worried here because it didn't go into an orbit on Godzilla but I do love it because there's a little path, again, that upper flipper, that you can kind of medium or moderate plunge it and see if you can fall right into that path for a skill shot. That's going to be a fun skill shot every single time. Yeah, I agree. Every I agree with time. it. We saw the premium being streamed on on dead flip, pinball streaming. Yet within a few minutes, I, I was sold. I was sold really hard on this game and thought, this he's four for four. This is a, yeah, that's what is, did it for me. And most of the time streams do the opposite. Um, yes, it, it, it turns me off from a lot of games. I, th- I think that happened with Halloween with a, a very large uh, portion of people. Sure. Um, were turned off from that game when it was streamed, but this had the absolute opposite effect. But I'll, again, if, if it does that, I I've, I'm in anticipation that this game is going to shoot and feel even better. Hmm in person and it was nice you know at one point i thought this was neat because it's hard to fully understand what that building is doing and elwin took the time and and had i guess it was a prototype or unfinished. yeah you love this part yeah yeah and and pulled that building apart layer by layer and showed the different diverters and the different paths that each floor of that building would take because what is that is there there five levels not counting the roof i mean I, i guess counting the roof there's five yeah or counting the roof there, because so, there's two. It looked like two lower and two. Yeah, so main five, level, so two floors. There might be three floors and uh, and a top there. The chin of the roof. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was amazing, like seeing that in it, because it's just neat that that it, it your ball is going to divert and take different paths through that. I love uh, that. You know. I love. Oh, that. I do too, because it, it's not just because he could have just utilized the rooftop multi ball and oh, that's cool and that's yeah. fun. But the fact that wherever you are, it's like the filing cabinet in a sense. Uh, or like you said, Doctor Who, or like filing ha- cabinet on on X Files. Mm-hmm. But depending on where you are in the stage, states of change. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, and I love that. I love that. And sometimes you don't have control because you might lower that building and you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now you your ball is taking a different, a different path. Yeah, There's a lot of fun. state of changes in this game, and that's what generally the community likes to see in mechanisms. We like seeing, hey, if I shoot this shot. Because of this mechanism, now there are three different trajectories because of this one mm-hmm. mechanism. That's exactly what Pinball Max should do, in my opinion. Yeah. They should do, uh, they should divert the ball from doing what will become kind of boring over time if it does the same thing, or it stops the ball to create a moment. Those are the two big main objectives for a pinball mechanism for me. Yeah. 
But well, and I, and I honestly want to see more of that. I, I would like to see mechs change games more. Like I even just like a drop target, you know, or something in, yes. in front of a ball lock or something yes. that I have to hit to achieve to be able to change the game up. It, it's just more purposeful and it gives you a direct, you know, a, a direction that you need to follow. It's almost like a mission unto itself. Yeah, that's true. You that know, which true. I mean, it's coded too, obviously in there. But and a lot of people were saying that the code is not going to be as crazy deep or complex as Avengers. I still, after watching the game, I, I have a hard time following code uh, at reveal streams. I almost have to get it in my hands, but I it seemed like there was plenty to do to me. There did like I was kind of mixed, and, and I didn't watch a whole lot. Like I didn't study it a whole lot, but there, there was some. It seemed like that they were. I don't know what they were hitting again. Like I was just watching, kind of having coffee lazily. Um, so I didn't pay a ton of attention to it, but it seemed like hitting that, that jackpot that I was talking about that moment off of that magnet and hitting that mm. third flipper shot seemed like that that happened quite often. But you see the ball path whenever you hit that damn thing, it would whip it and throw it up different alleys and oh, oh no, that was amazing. That was amazing. But I, I'm just hoping that, that you have a few more paths and a few more I hope it's just not very linear. I Does that make that sense? Be, like, yeah, I doubt that it I, would be linear. He's like I don't, anti-linear. but I mean, Jurassic Park is kind of linear. Yeah, you feel it's, like it's you very, have to. Yeah, you have to grind a little bit on Jurassic Park. Yeah, so I'm sort of hoping that this isn't that away, um, because it seemed like a lot of the same old stuff. You know, I mean, games mm-hmm. are going to. You're going to start the game. It's all going to start very similar. Um, hell, Deadpool, anything else, I guess, does that in, sure. in a sense. But I, I still want to be able to pick paths, and I guess you do with your your monsters or whoever you fight or team up with. Mm-hmm. Um, on there, I guess Different that, cause cities. I didn't get to pay a whole, yeah. I, so I, I, it's again, it's too premature to really comment on all that. Cause I didn't look or pay attention to it enough. One of the things I will say is that, uh, you said earlier, Greg, that usually when you watch a stream, it can only either be okay or kind of hinder that of your opinions. And over the last, I think it's fair to say over the last handful of reveals from Stern, especially we kind of lackluster on this one. We did see sales after the stream, which is kind of rare. Um, I'm usually worried about losing sales, but no, we did see some. It, it's never huge. For some mm-hmm. reason, I think the stream is just a good, it's like a good handbook. Remember when you played those old Super Nintendo games, you had a little guide. Um, yeah, you always it, had to buy it. Guide. It doesn't make or break the game, but you like the yeah. walkthrough. So it's it's nice to have an, as an accessory. Uh, but never the most important piece. But you also said earlier that you give credit where credit is due, right? Yeah. And I got to say, I don't think it's a secret that uh, that you and I and a handful of other people and Jack Danger don't see eye to eye. He was the one streaming for Deadflip. But that was a damn solid stream. It was really nicely done. It was executed damn near perfectly, in my opinion. And we always talk about the streams, so I think it's only fair for me to mention a little bit about what I noticed in the production of that stream and the importance of the stream. I think it was one of the most well-done streams that Stern has done since I can remember ever. Mm -hmm. Case in point is, not just blowing smoke, within the first few minutes, the host Jack Danger explained a command so that people could find out more about the game, where to buy it, etc. That is Mm -hmm. is feedback that he has received that he executed. Um, we, we also hear all the time, get out of the, you know, explaining the rules and lifting the gut. We just want to see the game played. They executed that as well. People got to see the game 
Yeah, I think that was fantastic. Yeah. I, was, I agree. It, it, the the overlays, his his production looked good. It was great. Um, yeah, it was very it fitting. Like good. you said, he he got out of the way. They went straight into gameplay and started playing the game. You you got to see it. There wasn't a lot lost on other stuff. I like I said, I, I'm very glad that Keith did explain that mech though. Um, I thought those it was are the kind of cool it things a, that come later on after you've played a couple of games. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was brief. It wasn't a lot. And and it was a good camera cut really quick. Jack didn't have to fiddle and fuck around with a camera and, and mess shit up and move and, and jerk. Yeah, like it was it was a very quick thing. Keith showed it off, explained it, and then you were right back into to the gameplay again. Um, yeah, and, and I did. And, you know, I think not only was it a good stream but i think that a lot of what helped gain game sales and helped this be different is is sometimes it's it's just the game mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the people playing it and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a combination of both and what i mean by that is sometimes it's exactly what we've talked about about some of these games have lacked soul they've lacked personality well when when you're watching it you're only visually taking it in and you're taking it in with your ears. Mm-hmm. So those sounds and things that we've talked about that can be lackluster and things like that in Avengers is never going to showcase well on a stream because oh, okay. that's, you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. taking in those moments, visually seeing that light show, dude, that's something we didn't talk about. That light show was fantastic. Taking in that light show, the sounds, the moments that we saw, seeing the enthusiasm of everyone playing and, and being a little competitive, um, you know, and having a good time doing that to me is what really made this mm-hmm. stream better than a lot of the prior ones. It's kind of a kudos to everyone involved, really. Yeah, it's a it's a team approach. Uh, you nailed it there. You mm-hmm. and I do visual media for pinball, and we take it very seriously, and we love doing mm-hmm. it. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to uh, give Jack one more little nod was he was able to do something that I've never seen him do in past streams. It was very clean overlay, like I said, it was clean, but something that I don't think most people would notice because that's how well it was done. Uh, he had an auxiliary camera that he set up, Greg, and he was producing the show and switching cameras. He was switching yes. cameras based on what was being emphasized or the start of that multi-ball with the tower. He would switch mm-hmm. to a uh, main camera. I think it was camera B. Camera B would yep. go to a zoom in of that, and then he would fade to a to a main full screen camera of that and then fade right back out. Those are the kind of things that make a stream and a production and a presentation so, so important. It's when the, the viewer doesn't even notice what you're doing, but it, it's so clean that that's where it's at for me. And I noticed, I noticed that. Be the production, like showcase that pin, like be in front of it, host it, do everything. But your main objective should be showcasing that pin and doing mm-hmm. exactly what you, you just said that he did, which was fan. Like you said, it elevated it and helped it, it, it showcased the pin better and made it a better production, mm-hmm. which in turn elevates his brand. And in that general. took planning, good planning there. I love it. Yeah. So, it, and it's not easy to do it. No, it's, it's no. not like to switch and know when you need to do stuff and have all that set up. But, but I do. I think moving forward, um, I, I would like to see him do more at, on reveal streams. Oh, there's do still, more. there's still ideas that you and I bounce around that. Yeah. That I'd love to see more still, but this is a step in the right direction. 
Definitely, a hundred percent. I can't, uh, I can't complain because of his work and the rest of the team's work up there. Me as a business, I gained more sales. So for that Stern team, thank you very much. I wanted to talk yeah. about sales in general. Uh, some people are interested in that. Some of our listeners, just some observations that I did make. Uh, people were wondering, is Godzilla doing well sales wise? It is doing very well. Um, I think for us personally, it's been doing just as well, if not actually better. Dennis Creasel. As of right now, to Mandalorian, which is which is crazy. Um, the hype on this, I think, is even better post stream than a Mandalorian was post stream. So that's good. I did notice that there there were some regular customers that we have that will generally buy most every pin, and the number one reason they didn't, if they chose not to, was the price increase. That was the number one reason. I had a lot of people that I expected to buy this that said they just that price increase was too big. They just can't, they can't bite the bullet this time. They want to see what happens. So there was some hesitancy there. And the second biggest reason for whether or not someone were to purchase is just the time of the build. How, how soon can I have it once I order it? Uh, so that with them spanning out all of these runs, like they did Mandalorian, like they do every title now, that wait was going to be longer than they had anticipated. So you know, that was the second reason for, for any down sales, but people, both really of those st- reasons is why I didn't tell you I went on one. There you go. Like, like I, I hate it. And, and I know some people I've heard people advocate and say, Hey, listen, man, if you can drop, you know, 5,500 on a, a pinball machine, 5,700 on a pinball machine, then if they raise it a thousand dollars, $1,200, you can afford that as well. But, but that's not the case. Like, for a lot of people and you have a budget in mind that a lot of people will, sure. I lot myself so much for a pin or for pins or um, what will I need to get rid of to get one of these? Exactly. And, and I was talking to somebody over text the other day and, and you know, a guy was like, uh, and I won't say, say his name. Um, but he was like, you know, I'm really, I really want one of these Godzillas and I said, yeah, I said, I do too. I said, but I don't want to get rid of anything for it. And he was like, yeah, that's kind of where my problem is, mm. uh, too. And, and it does like when you allocate a budget for, it, and you just, I don't, I just don't feel like you can go with the pro with the price hike. Like the pro just does not make sense to spend that much more money for this pro when you, you're not stripping it down, but when you just don't get the major mechs that you want, it, mm-hmm. it's just so hard to justify it. A lot of people are going with the premium. I mean, yeah, you almost have to, and I'm not going with the premium, but I'm such a pro advocate, but I can't at all in this. Like none of it makes sense. You say that, but as I talked about last week, listener, that's the general impression that Stern is going for. Now they're trying to target those premiums, uh, for the pinball player, but just wait until pros start running out. Wait until people are playing the pro on location. They will start overseeing these, these lack of mechs, uh, that they miss out on from the premium. And you'll see that pro being like, well, shit, that's that's twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars cheaper, two thousand dollars cheaper. I'm I'm good with the pro. I get a I get a Godzilla. So oh no, it's always gonna happen. Yeah, and, it, and, does. And, and, it, it does. And it's just because it looks like such a if it shoots the way that we anticipate it to, mm-hmm. and it's as fun as we anticipate it uh, easily, man. Because it's still a different game and it's something unique and it's fun. So it's ultimately gonna happen, but it. If you had the choice, it's like, man, that's building. Yeah. It's hard for me. But my issue too, not, not to be harsh, but 
I think that making this thing that price, especially the pro well, and they're backward. See, that, that's where they kind of get you. They're, they're backward. There's, there's still a lot of games on the market for your normal pro. Well, no, cause they're doing a price hike on all your games, aren't they? As of January. Well, immediately. Yes. You get a $300 for the insider connected that's going into them. But January 1st, they're, they're all going to match that Godzilla price. Yeah. See, I mean, yeah. Cause that's the silver lining though, Greg. I said it last time, it is, it is very hashtag shill of a statement, but it is true regardless. The value of your Deadpool at home, the value of your Jurassic Park premium, we'll see in Pinball Market Trends this week, they did elevate the value with that price increase. Nobody can tell me otherwise. They did. Oh, no, 100% you're going to. No, especially especially when they're so backlogged. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, 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 will, I would never discredit that. I think you're 100% accurate. Uh, my issue is, is just... Too much damn I, I don't money. Know, man. That's the issue. It is. It, damn. It's just so much. That's what, like, we haven't been into this very long. And I mean, what what was a a pro when we first got started? MSRP like fifty one hundred, fifty two MSRP. If that, yeah, but you could get them. Street price was like forty seven. Yeah, man. And now, like, it, it's insanity in a four year period. And, and well, yeah, everything MSRP of pro was sixty eight ninety nine. Yeah, and everything has gone up. But I, I feel that that percentage of inflation on pins is astronomical, but it comes down to a supply and demand issue. Yep. You know, somebody said that and, and that's all it is. Like why is Stern going to say, and I'm not advocating for this. So nobody ripped my ass that I'm advocating. For they this. will I'm just, I'm speaking the truth of it. Um, and, and just, and, and maybe I keep my mouth shut, but these motherfuckers already know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> Like you, love, you don't like the realness. Okay. Yeah. Stern, Stern is not going to leave money on the table. If they see that their games are, are losing very little value, if they can't produce these games and make these games and they're still selling like hotcakes, it's like the housing market. Why in the hell are you going to, to take $460,000 for your house when there's 15 people knocking on the door and you know, you can get 500,000 for it mm-hmm. and people are bringing cash to the table. Like, why are you not going to keep elevating your price? Like it's stupid to leave money on the table when there's so many consumers out there wanting to buy that house. Exact same thing with the pinball machine. Why is Stern going to leave money on the table when people can flip these games, when people can yeah, if sit there? Got, and, and, yeah. Close to 10,000 games on back order. Why? Yeah. Yeah. That, that tells you that yeah. you need to do something differently because you're, you can't keep up with the demand. Yeah. So you yeah, increase exactly. the price. Yep. So now you weed out some of those customers. You can get back on, on track with making your pins and you're making more money with less production cost. Sure. Like it, and beli- it's a and, great. And listener, believe me, if Stern pinball could double their factory size right now and say, let's just do more lines. Then they would. But they can't because you heard Gary Stern, we talked about last week, Gary Stern talking about employment, getting people to work, talking about uh, the scarcity of some of these parts. It's not that the part prices are going up per se, but it's that you can't get them fast enough. So they would they would create another factory. Believe me, they would uh, if they could, but that's why well, you but- see a price hike because they don't have that option. So what else can we do? We got to increase the price, but I, I don't know if they would like, so I, I, I know a little they bit would. about business, but I don't know enough. Like who knows how long, like when is the peak of pinball? I'm not talking about the bubble. I'm just talking about peak of pinball mm-hmm. because we are in so almost like a new golden age of pinball. Like we, we me and you kind of jumped on the train early on and then it's really exploded over the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, tr- yeah. 
Yeah. So what kind of investment to open up a new factory to do this? At what point does it make sense to say, hey, let's stay where we are. We're still going to make enough money. We're going to alienate some of our, our fan base, but we don't have to put the massive investment of a new building, a new factory line, worrying about the headache of new employees, all these hiring when we can still make more money by just a giant price hike. Yeah, I can, I can see that they're probably thinking as well. Using that theory, Mm -hmm. you can, you could also argue they're thinking, well, we're getting new types of players all the time, younger players. So why don't we give them a price hike? We can't make them fast enough and we'll throw them with something that enables our pinball machines to be played in a way they've never been played in the history of pinball, which is insider connected. We've been talking about it. I wanted to bring it up this week, listener, because we're still, we don't have all of the details. We heard more about it on the, on the dead flip mm-hmm. stream about insider connected from Tanyo, but we don't know all of it yet. People are still wondering, is this thing going to be a subscription based service? Am I going to have to pay for this? Am I not? There were a couple articles this last week, one by replay magazine interviewing our homie Gomi, George Gomez saying the following quote, our existing insider all access player loyalty program also joins the system. All access connected, this is different than just your insider connected people. All access connected is a subscription version of the experience focused on providing additional player features along with behind the scenes development stuff, early access, special events, and guests. In the future, we intend to create exclusive game extensions such as special access to new modes or new rules and features to increase the all access connected value. Now, over at Oz Retro Gamer, they also interviewed George Gomez. They asked, will Insider Connected always be free? Or will there be some premium features that will only be available via a paid subscription? George Gomez commented, Insider Connected will remain free. Okay, so there's your difference. Insider Connected will remain free. Insider Connected All Access will be a subscription-based service just like the existing all access loyalty program has been side note all access right now you do pay a yearly fee it's like a um it's like a fan thing where you get a little swag here and there you get access to to early stuff and and whatnot continuing the quote he said insider connected all access will have specific premium features on top of everything that's been described above so we hear we hear George Gomez here Greg discuss the possibility of maybe a monthly or a yearly subscription-based feed that's going to get you things like new game extensions, new modes, new rules, etc. I feel mixed on this. Well, I am too, because I mean, it's it's nice that I guess that it's kept, I, I'm assuming your your normal scan is going to be just for your co- or for your scores and all that stuff. And then when you get the all access is where, like you said, you get different game code, all that stuff. I think you're still going to get quite a bit on the regular free Insider Connected. You're still going to get the foundation of what online pinball is. But when it comes to the extras, like a mode built into a topper, I think you might have to pay for it. Well, and I'm like you, man, I'm kind of mixed. Like, I don't think like when you're charging what you're charging for machines and when they're the price they are that you should have to pay more, but as long as it doesn't hinder the, and and I know this isn't popular opinion, as long as it doesn't hinder the game code and you have good code and it's complete, 
anything that's an add-on just like the Jurassic Park topper where you got the goat mode that's just fun. Um, I, I don't see any problem with it or if it's changing stuff up because you have to think that there's man hours that are put into creating that additional code or to expand it or to do something. And you have to have a way to to make revenue off of that. Uh, and as a company, you want different avenues of generating revenue and income. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I've always wanted to see more expansion on game code. I've always wanted to see stuff. And, you know, Stern may have made a little bit of a mistake, you know, putting in these extra modes like they did with Ninja Turtles and like they did with uh, Jurassic Park and so forth, mm -hmm. where you have these mini games for free, because now I think people are going to expect that. And if that's the sort of thing that you get thrown in for all access that you're paying for, people have had a taste up for free and now they're going to be even more pissed if they have yeah. to pay for it. Um, but I like those extra things. Like, and I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with having to pay for that because again, it, it doesn't hinder the game. It's an addition. Just an addition, and, yeah. That's yeah, a good point. But I, I want more. I want more with these games. I'm, I'm excited about there being some additional stuff down the road that can be changed with mm -hmm. these games. Like, like something like Monsters, where it's particularly not a great code. They could come in and charge a little we were just more for talking about that, weren't we? Yeah, for Dwight or somebody to come in and to retweak that code a little bit or add some additional polish to it that you only get through all access. Well, you need to pay Dwight for his time. Like I'd pay a thousand dollars for another Munsters rule set. I said it. Because I would own that game. Man, I don't know if I'd go that high, but I I'd would. pay three three to five hundred for it because I still love that game. I just don't like the code. But everything else about it is gorgeous. It mm -hmm. shoots phenomenal. Like I love the shots, the toys. Like I like everything in it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I would too. And a lot of people argue, well, it shouldn't have been shit code to begin with. It should have been done. But I mean, you know, that's in hindsight. Games are hit or miss regardless of whether you have all they access tried a or different not. approach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know where they were going with it. It just failed. <laughs> <laughs> like they should have let Dwight do what Dwight day. does. I know where they're going with yeah. it. They just failed. Yes. Mm. The other updates for Stern Pinball. Did you know, Greg, that they shipped out an allotment of Beatles Gold pinball machines last week? No. I got Beatles Golds now in stock, believe it or not. We heard Joe Cam and Cow talk about that on the Loser Kid Pinball podcast. Him saying that you're probably going to see one more run of it before the license runs out at the end of the year. And they did just that. I thought it'd come later on in this year, but no, it came last week. So we do have a couple Beatles golds. That's a game, again, doesn't have the insider connected for the, for this run because that's anything post-Godzilla. But that's a game that could be pretty cool online if they're going to have some online features for that game. Uh, and then also Stranger Things toppers. Last week, we got some more. Now, for those of you customers who didn't hear from us, I'm sorry. Um, we have we have more than we received still on order. So, but Stranger Things toppers they did make those. the The toppers are really tough right now because of the the chips and the boards that are needed for them. So it's going to be a slow going for for Stern pinball toppers. Unfortunately, those are the big news items this week. Other news items include Jersey Jack pinball, Canada's pinball podcast reporting. You heard it here first. Toy Story is going to be announced. Very soon from JJP and likely at Chicago Pinball Expo. <gasps> How about that, Greg Bone? No did comment. You get, did you get the memo? No comment. Remember, everybody, you heard it there first. There first. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> 
No comment. Oh, and the last piece I have here, GNR toppers are now shipping. Art blades will be coming in the next week or so, so be on the lookout for that. And Sonic Spinball, I am wanting this game more and more by Ryan McQuaid. I want it really bad. Wow. And uh, did you see his vision on uh, a spinner, how he's doing a spinner? No. A typical spinner. But picture the spinner. You know how the picture on the spinner, if when it wants spin, it looks like a motion. Picture the legs of Sonic. That's what spins, uh-huh. and it looks like it's spinning. Uh, but <sighs> there's a front uh, front piece placard, a bezel, something. There's something in the front of that spinner that looks like the upper portion of his body. So when you hit that spinner, Greg, it looks like his feet <gasps> are running. It's, oh. it's amazing. It's so damn cool. I, I want that pin so bad. All right, so that's the big news this week. Before we leave, I wanted to hit you up, Greg, with some quick shots here. Some questions that uh, some of our listeners would probably want to know about you. They want you talking about games, such as like, um, I want to know your favorite game in the collection. Tell people what you own right now. You got a Jurassic World uh, Oh, man, I got rid of, yeah, I had to get rid of my Avengers, which eh, I mixed on. Uh, still got Deadpool. I've uh, got an Iron Man, uh, Ninja Turtles. Lethal Weapon 3, Jurassic mm. Park Lost World, and Stern Jurassic Park Premium. Damn, that's a good lineup. That's not bad. They're, they're all fairly, actually, they're all very starkly different pins. Yeah. Favorite game is Jurassic Park? Yeah, probably. It's what I'm playing the most right now. That's what I was going to follow up. What are, you, what are you playing the most right yeah. now? Yeah, playing the hell out of it. Uh, Iron Man for the longest time. Iron Man was something that, that grew on me that I always wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you were gracious enough to, to let me um, have one. And... I, it, that is like a near perfect game, like in a collection, like it belongs because the games are super quick. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that brutal, but it, it they are semi like quick game, game times. Yeah. yeah. But dude, it's just, it, it, it's just that one more game factor. It's so simple. It's so simple. It doesn't feel, I, I know it's like sort of rinse and repeat, but you can go at it from different angles of what you're wanting to hit and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so it just has that one more game feel that one more game. It's feel, and probably I love one that. of the most solid stern games ever really is just with the design it's and everything simple toys. rule set just it's so hit. good yep hit shots hit the same shots hit the same shots start this like i love it still oh. eating crow on that one what's your least favorite game right now ninja turtles as you say i know the answer yeah ninja turtles why and i don't know why like i i love it but it's like one of those things like houdini like if you, you get out of playing it for a minute those shots are so tight and you know i i was paying attention to it and i think that it's some of it is because they're so fucking fast. It's it is so really fast. fast. And it's just, it, it is one of the most brutal games. And, and that's one thing. Yeah. Houdini shots are tight, but it's not a super fast game. It, it is. It has some quickness to it and it'll take you by surprise. But this just like the balls come into the in lanes off of those ramps off the wireform so fast that you just, it, it's hard to get a shot. Love the left in lane Borg. Oh, yeah. Well, I hate that. Oh my God. I hate that. It's the stupidest thing. I hate those double in lanes. Piz, I hate it. It's just so stupid. Well, you know, Pat Lawler's yeah. game will have it too. It's oh my God. No, Loves but yeah. So it's currently not, I'm not least big favorite fan of it. Game. Right okay. Yeah. What is a good t- game? What is a title that you would want that you haven't owned yet? Oh man. It's still like, no Terminator two is Terminator two is like still one top of my list like yeah, i can't believe you don't haven't owned that yet i just want a pretty one i'm i'm, I'm afraid it's too similar to lethal weapon but i just won't i love it no yeah oh no i'm just saying like kind of gameplay feel wise maybe a little bit mm. um but 
just the same era right there. Like I'm, I just, I hope they're not, but I, I just love the theme and I like the way the game would plays. you want a restored it, one or just a just a oh, nice oh restored yeah no i don't want like i don't i don't need like a he- i don't need like an eleven thousand dollar freaking P2, chrome but, edition yeah but i want a really nice one like if it's equal to my lethal weapon three i'd be fine with that okay all right that was a pretty clean game once you got done with it so okay yeah it was now if you had to buy a previously owned title which one would that be something oh. you've owned before that you would like to own again. And we know it's not guardians of the galaxy. No, even though I'm, I have, it, it's been long enough. Oh. Like, I do guardians, but I'm scared. It's going to do Ninja turtles to me. I'm going to get it. Yep, and then I'm yep. going to get pissed and I'm going to say, F you Borg done buddy. <laughs> and I'm a big Borg fan. So I, it's yes, the worst hate, hate love relationship. Um, man game. I, I, I've, I've been missing Johnny mnemonic. I've Ooh, been in a Keanu Reeves phase. So kind of missing Johnny. That's a good one. I thought maybe Houdini, uh, Houdini. I missed a lot, but I'm a little scared of owning it again too. Yeah. Like Johnny. I know Johnny. I, I know that it's a good game. Um, you've never owned a Jersey Jack. Have you? No, just you let me you borrow played the hell Wonka. out of Wonka. Yeah. Loved you, Wonka. God, do, I miss Wonka. Do you see yourself getting one of those at some point in the future? A Wonka? Oh, I would. Yeah, man. Damn. Home sales go good next year. I'd buy Wonka. Mm -hmm. I'd buy Wonka over about anything else. And listener, as an update, I did update the damn code on my Wonka 2.0. There, Joe Katz, Keith Johnson. They gave me a hard time. I was up at JJP a week or two ago. Give me a hard time. Zach, update the damn code. You'll I like want to see it. if you like it because people are saying that that code is so much better. I, I like the original. I know. The first game I put on it, I ended up getting two golden tickets and like 40 million. It was just a lot different, um, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way yet. Nothing substantial yeah. that was like, oh, that's a deal breaker for me. But I noticed progressing a lot quicker. That so, game has magic. Oh, God, it does. Mm. Magic. Mm-mm. And then before we go, Greg Bone and jump into pinball market trends, I thought it'd be fun for our TPN correspondents to have a chance to ask Greg Bone a question. Craig Bobby, the stern pinball correspondent for TPS, asks, how do you like having your face on the crotches of so many people in this hobby? <laughs> and, he's oh, re- ex- and listener, he's referring to our line of underwear with Greg Bone's face on the crotch. You can find it flipping out pinball.com. I think it's very flas- flattering. Flaccid. <laughs> Flattery, um, <laughs> make me flaccid as well. Uh, but everyone uh, in my family and friends are probably getting a pair of those for Christmas, so oh, I, yeah. I can't be happier that you made this. Hopefully, you don't make a little peep poop. <laughs> don't see a little red <laughs> bone come out of his lair. All right, that's oh my god! Yeah, I I just thought of something that's just like I can't even say on the show. So that that'll definitely be a phone call afterwards because oh I just have very god. funny. Matt Morrison, CGC correspondent for the Pinball Show, asks: After Keith made your dream theme and one of the best games ever with Jurassic Park Two, are you really about that Jeep life? Oh my god, I'm all about the Jeep life. So for those that don't know, like I, I got a, I finally got a dream, a dream of mine came true. I bought a Jurassic park Jeep and while I love that theme and I love having that Jeep, man, like I, I love the Jeep itself. Like I cannot go back to like not ever owning a Jeep of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like the Jeep life is 
fantastic. It is just freeing. It's exhilarating. You're neglecting There's something pinball special. because of it, though. I have neglected pinball. Yep, I actually sold my Avengers to Exhaust help pay manifolds. They're going to talk about. Me. Yeah, oh, I have issues. Like anyone who owns a Jeep or familiar with Jeeps, especially the old YJs know that they're like owning a boat they're sort of small money pits so you know tweaking a few things on her and getting her ready but uh you know if anybody wants to follow my jeep escapades go to jurassic underscore bone on instagram and i I post some photos and do some things on there and i'm getting ready to ramp that up a little more very cool i like that yeah jurassic bone brian cosner our american pinball correspondent asked what is your favorite Jurassic Park movie? Oh, the original, yeah, easily original, right? Yeah, and now I'll tell you what: the Lost World has started. I, I, I like Jurassic World. I liked it quite a bit. It was a homage to the original, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't necessarily care so much for Lost World, but Lost World is starting to really inch in there. is is one of my my favorites for sure. There's no beating the classic. No, there's no, it's no. never. There's it's just it's so well done. It's what, what do you always tell me? It's our generation Star Wars. It is. And You're I right. think that is going to be soon second to Star Wars um, and collectability and in the fan base. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're going to start seeing it inch out things like, you know, Back to the Future and Ghostbusters. I really do think that it, it's going to kind of be second to Star Wars mm-hmm. in, in its realm. And the fan lore and the phenomenon in between a Star mm-hmm. Wars and what, the 70s? In the Jurassic yeah. Park in the 90s as an 80s lies the genius, the wonder that is Back to the Future. Mm, that's mm-hmm. my baby. Yeah. That it does fall in between there. And then the last question by the correspondence from Brian Cosner asking, when are we going to see some new videos from straight down the middle? You're not going to break up like Drew and Ina the poor man, are you? No, question. we just have lives outside of pinball. And a lot of times you know, we so- spend just hanging out and talking on the phone not recording so yeah i mean we could do a lot more podcast stuff like this obviously just because we we talk still literally about every day yep um yep but yeah it's like what i said in the beginning of the show it's just so hard to get together we're making time in october here we're gonna have some shows and we want our december to be big um, oh so, look at you teasing our december and october yeah so we you uh, know we like to do things uh-huh. so we got some big uh, stuff yeah coming. Well, you should see brian brian viewers listeners everyone you should see hopefully a little onslaught of shows mm-hmm. we got some um, reviews coming through, up through october mm-hmm. oh yeah we're behind on some things i want to talk about ladies and gentlemen all good things must come to an end fortunately for us the greatest pinball podcast segment is immortal It's evergreen. It's the king of segments. And you know it as Pinball Market Trends. Trending up this week, I sound like a broken record. Trending up this week, I sound like a broken record. Trending up this week, I sound like a broken record. It's Godzilla. By Stern Pinball. Usually, following a stream reveal, I I don't always go back to a trending up here, but... The stream did not hurt. It helped. It's like when Nicole, my wife, tries on a new dress and she said, does this make me look disproportionate or ugly? And I say, baby, no. No, 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 no. You make that dress. <laughs> Love you, Nicole. And that little red number you wore the other week. Doesn't matter what the stream is. The game is that damn good. It's going to look good. We all know that Godzilla is heading out likely this week for locations. Those pros going out really, really quick overseas and here domestically. 
Second run of those pros is going to be November, so your time is coming soon. Premiums, everybody wants one now. I want it now, Gary. You can't have it now. You're going to have to wait, but not too long. The first run of premiums, the one that everybody wants, is rolling out in October, mid-late October. We had people reaching out to us, uh, I'll buy one if I can get one in that first run. That ship sailed. And then we saw one day, one whole day, where people were holding out. I'm going to hold out. I'm going to find one in the first run. Now, people are piling on really quickly to jump into that second run, which is early 2022 for Godzilla Premium. And here soon, people are going to be clamoring for that second run. And you guys watch Schoolhouse Rock. You know what comes after two. It's three, third run. People are going to be falling into that. That's how you know something's hot. That's how you know something is trending up. Also trending up this week, very bony specific here, it's Jurassic Park Premium. Pro too, for that matter. But the premium right now is commanding a lot of moolah, a lot of pastry dough. We take a look at Pinside right now. There's a couple up for sale, some that have recently sold. But you're going to be paying over MSRP for a used one at this time. We know the next run is December, I believe. Right now, on the secondary market, a nice home use only, mint condition, maybe some mods, Jurassic Park premium, $8,500 to $9,000. Boil! Uh, uh, uh. And then with the price increase in 2022, I see this trend continuing. It's one of the greatest games ever made, and it just so happens to be designed by Keith Elwin. Damn, Keith, you on a roll right now. Don't let that head get too big, though. Because those in the world with a big-ass head tend to trend down. And trending down this week, not really a big head, but big fingers. Big sausage fingers. Guys, spooky pinballs. Halloween is falling, falling. It's dropping. Oh, no. Only shipped like 10. Uh, 20. Okay, I don't know how many they've shipped. But there are a lot of pre-order spots for sale right now. They're multiplying like a Greg Bone rash in college. Dude, I don't know what that shit is. Stop sending me pictures of it. Now, look, I, myself, have a spooky Halloween ordered. I'm still excited for it, and uh, we'll see how it goes whenever I get it. But I'm not worried too much about it, but from a market perspective, they are dropping. Some individuals are selling their pre-order spot for less than they've got in it. Never a good sign in a hot market. Also trending down this week is Home Pins Thunderbirds. You guys check out this used one. I forgot who was selling it. They were selling it for like two grand. Oh, man can't even buy an em anymore thunder turds thunderbirds that's bad that's bad yo fear not though turn that bitch up to 11 because spinal tap is coming from home pen i was a betting man (laughs) i'd say in six to eight months you'll hear me say the same thing about that title hopefully i'm wrong but then again i only report the facts and numbers certainly do not lie but hey what can i say A lot of people lie, but there will be no tomfoolery in this week's Bye Bye Bye! Bye Bye Bye! Your deal of the week this week can be found on Pinside in Baklava, Illinois, Batavia, Batavia, Illinois by Backflipper. That's the user ID name. Backflipper out of Batavia, Illinois, selling a Teenage Mutant Ninja Toitles premium with a topper. Number one, this game is fantastic. Don't listen to Greg Bone. He's just peeved because he can't come close to my grand champion score. That's right, Bony. But there is an underappreciated TMNT premium on pin side. Low plays, under 50 plays. You haven't even given it a chance. It's got the topper. It's got the art blades, all the rest. It's in a home theater, which is dark, so I apologize for the photos. Don't. I like it dark. 
even open to trades. And for $7,900 with that $1,000 topper, you can't go wrong. Take $1,000 off that. You're looking at a $6,900 brand new, nearly. TMNT, pull the trigger, people. This is a good case of the bye-bye-byes. Bye-bye-bye! But I can't say the same for one of my favorite accessories in all of pinball history. Let's showcase it here in this week's deal of the... (laughs) The WTF to these toppers for sale on Pinside right now. People... $3,500 is like the new slap you in the face price of Stern Toppers. We've got one outside of Redlands, California, 1980 Galaxy trying to sell a Ghostbusters topper like new condition. I I don't care if it's brand new in the box. $3,500, you're not getting it. Sell, sell, sell. I take that back. Sadly, you may get it. I don't know. It's overpriced though. Same thing with Jake Runes 9 outside of Philadelphia. I thought that place was known for brotherly love. This is brotherly hate here, trying to get $3,500 out of a Star Wars R2-D2 topper. Sell, sell, sell! Sweet Jesus! Again, you may get it, because people like me are stupid, but they're not going to make any more. They're sure as the hell not going to make any more R2-D2 toppers. Number one, it's Lucasfilms. They could barely get the damn thing across the approval table the first time. But also... It's a limited edition topper. I think it's Stern's only quote-unquote limited edition topper. But the Ghostbusters topper, $3,500, you can find it cheaper. Same time next week, same channel. And if you're not on your best behavior, you may be featured in an upcoming Pinball Market Trends. Episode 75 felt pretty good. All right, Greg Bone, people can catch you at sdtmpinball at gmail.com in between now and our next video. Thanks for coming on. All of you other uh, pinball media out there, you pissed this man off enough, and he's going to end up making his own podcast, and that's even something that I don't think anybody's ready for. I don't, I don't think we want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Jeez, you're hiding in the cave after you going off on your rants. The most epic rants possible. Get this guy drinking a little bit at a show or something. Man. Oh. It is saucy. Who was it? I think it was Eric Menu that texted me the other day. He's like, "Hey, are you watching Ted Lasso?" And I'm like, "No, but I will now." Fine. And uh, he was like, "Freaking Ted Lasso is Greg Bone." I swear to you, he's Greg Bone. And I'm like, <laughs> I, eh, "I know Greg better than anybody, and I can see some of that." <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it. Now. I can see some of that. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe to the Pinball Network. You can email us at thepinballnetwork at gmail and to straight down the middle. Follow us on Facebook. We've got some cool stuff coming out soon. And I can't even mention cool stuff without letting you know what's ready at Flipping Out Pinball. For your next pre-order or order of a pinball machine, get in the queue with Flipping Out Pinball. As a reminder, free shipping to the domestic United States for all new Sterns. We're, we're still doing it. Product showcase this week. Is a Beatles gold? Have you ever ripped a finer spinner? They're back, but not for long. If you always wanted that Beatles gold, especially new in box, you better buy it now. Also have some Godzilla pre-orders. Jump in queue. Even if there's a wait, people, you're going to want this game. Play it at location until your premium comes. And I can promise you, if you want it today, you're going to want it in a month. In three months. 
in six months. In six years, you're always going to want this game. That's how good it is. And jump on the accessories list. All you got to do is email me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip the letter in out pinball.com. That's Zach at flipping out pinball.com. Let me know that you want to get in line for a Godzilla topper, armor, side art, shooter rod, you name it. And for God's sakes, it's a Godzilla people throw a shaker motor in it. Those are in stock. As well as we uh, just got a Hot Wheels in stock. Big Buck Hunter Reloaded Panorama. Uh, I think I've got some open spots of an, an Avengers Pro Premium by Stern in November before the holiday season. Get in line for one of those. Stand-up arcade, Miss Pac-Man Galaga. Don't sleep on that. It's a fun game. Very iconic. A bunch of accessories in stock. Let's do it really quick. Stranger Things art blades and shooter rods back in stock. Don't own Stranger Things without the UV kit, the topper, and at least that shooter rod. They all light up. Avengers die cut armor and art blades. A little tip of the trade here. You want to know what trim level looks nicer than an Avengers LE? Uh, those die cut armor with powder coat. Boom. Mm. I think like a royal blue would look pretty terrific. Guardians of the Galaxy shooter rods. Baby Groot head back in stock. Jurassic Park topper. We still have a couple. Believe it or not. Store it. Throw it in the vault like I do. Amber Shooter Rod, still in stock. Art Blades, Turtles Art Blades, Shooter Rod, Deadpool Pop Bumper, Ninja Star Kits, Shooter Rod again, Art Blades, some more of that, and I think I may have a few armor kits left. Those will be gone as soon as somebody hears that. Iron Maiden Shooter Rods in stock, Art Blades in stock as well. Banners, banners, banners. And hopefully we're going to see some Mandalorian accessories roll out this week. As for the topper, remember what I said about... Uh, the R2-D2 and Lucas Films and getting that all approved. That's a hashtag. Wait, wait, wait. Escalator turnaround, still eight to 10 weeks, getting a hair better. But if you want one the next couple months, let's get you one ordered. Last week on TPN, there was a bunch of streaming going on. We held down the fort with the podcast, but a bunch of streaming. But this week, we're going to get even more podcasts. Some of your favorites as well. The Triple Drain Pinball Podcast is coming in hot with a special guest that you will all want to hear. Also, the Final Round Pinball Podcast, one of my personal favorites. I love that, Martin. And more surprises throughout the week. All right, Greg, hit the lights. Let's go play some Godzilla. For my buddy Greg, I am Zach Minnie. And remember, listeners, if you ever need to phone a friend, Greg Bone's there. <laughs> Wow, that's some deep inside pinball there. <laughs> and always practice safe pinball and hone the bone. Oh, so long, everybody. <laughs>